The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Six people have been reported killed in Ukraine after Russian missiles struck civilian buildings in the port of Odessa. Now, this comes as Ukraine's summer counteroffensive has yielded territorial gains in the eastern Donetsk and southeastern Zaporizhia regions. However, the fallout continues from the collapse of the Nova Hakovka Dam. Joining me now from Ukraine is member of Ukrainian parliament and leader of the political party Golos, Kira Rudik. Kira, good morning. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Now, can you bring us up to date on the state of the summer counter-offensive and the Russian response? Well, our counter-offensive continues. It is going uh, steady but slowly. And I want to remind everybody who is expecting quick gains that this is exactly how it was a year ago before we got to Kherson and liberated Kharkiv region that uh, we started slowly as well. We are also um, tend to be very quiet about how it goes because it is very emotional for every Ukrainian family. When you're looking from outside the country, it's more like when it's going to happen, we send you so many weapons, uh, we want to show for to see the results. But when you are inside, it's almost every family right now has somebody fighting at the front. And this is why for us it's very emotional and we uh, extremely uh, we are extremely worried for our soldiers. And we hope that our brilliant military commanders who were so successful last year and in winter uh, will make sure that we gain all those victories with minimal losses possible. Now, the Russians have built very strong fortifications. They've mined much of the land. They have created tank traps uh, to offset some of the weaponry that Ukraine now possesses, some of the Western tanks. Um, How tough is the struggle at the moment to breach those Russian lines? The struggle is indeed tough. We always need to remember that no matter that our army is incredibly brave, and that we have received significant amount of uh, Western weapons. This fight is still David versus Goliath. We are still fighting a country that is 10 times larger and is able to produce an enormous amount of weapons. So the main goal right now for us is to break the initial line of defense that they have built over the winter. And this is where the concentration is. However, uh, after the collapse of the Novakovska Dam, we had to move uh, certain uh, forces to help the emergency services of getting the people out of the um, areas that have been flooded and to make sure that we save our people, first of all. Now, has the dam been stabilized because um, water was flowing out of the dam when it was breached, but eventually the water level falls? And presumably some of the areas that have been evacuated will eventually dry out in the summer. Um, So is there still a threat from a further collapse of the dam? Well, dam is destroyed. So let's be very clear that it would not be able to hold on the water as it was. It was blown up from the inside. And so right now we can just only wait that the weather and the flow of the water would um, uh, open up the territories that were flooded. However, it is not that the villages that were flooded, that they will be able to uh, be habitable uh, right away uh, because there was an enormous amount of uh, uh, toxic waste that were underneath the Kahovska Dam and also the mines that were uh, 
pulled up by the water from the ground. And so we cannot um, report on the state. As of right now, we know that water is slowly going down, but it's unclear as of right now of how quickly we'll be able to get uh, and help people to rebuild uh, at the territories that were affected by the explosion and the, wa- and the flood. Um, how will, uh, when the waters subside, how will that impact the ability of Ukraine uh, to attack the Russians? Because once the land dries out in a few weeks' time, does it give Ukraine any strategic advantage? Uh, as of right now, we, uh, we honestly do not know. Because, again, our concentration was on uh, getting um, uh, getting out of the results of the tragedy and helping out our people. And uh, the most hurtful point here was that at the occupied territories, people who were affected by the flood, they did not get enough help. So we are not thinking about how we can fight at that area, especially that it seems that uh, the explosion and the, the flood, this terrorist attack, it did affect um, our ability to for the counteroffense at that direction in a bad way. So it would not uh, help uh, Ukrainian forces a lot. And this is why we anticipate that Russians uh, have done that. However, again, it's not a military thing for us right now. It's a, It has been a huge humanitarian and ecological catastrophe. And uh, the impact of it is that we right now have to direct all our efforts there instead of concentrating on counteroffense. Now, Kira, uh, Putin gave an extraordinary interview yesterday where he seemed to suggest that the what he called the special operation was very useful because it displayed the problems that they are having with their own weaponry and music- munitions. Quite an extraordinary thing, I thought. Well, you see, with Russia, they are always very open about their intentions. They are open about... Um, their plans and they have never tried to play like a good good guy right they are saying we are trying to rebuild soviet union and having uh, russian soldiers with soviet flags on the parade they are saying um, that they are trying out many of their weapons at this war and trying to rebuild them differently and they are uh, being very open about the destruction and genocide of ukrainian nation so I think we need to take uh, the yesterday's speech very seriously about that they would not stop unless we would stop them. That they are looking at uh, everything they're committing in Ukraine as just like another so-called like strategic step that Putin is trying to preserve his heritage and um, um, his role in the history. And that we just need to make sure that we will be stronger and outlast uh, Russia's attempt uh, to destroy us. I think Putin is waiting uh, for the next year having the elections in the United States, United Kingdom and European countries uh, to help and break down the unity but um, of, of the Western leaders. But also uh, they would have a, a way to improve their weapons. So right now we are urging for the Western allies to make sure that uh, all the sanctions really work properly and to make sure that we cut the ways for them to improve the weapons. We cut the ways for them to uh, continue producing the missiles. 
Putin is very open. They still have a possibilities to um, uh, produce more and more uh, different sophisticated weapons, and we are giving them um, like enough. Uh, enough uh, information about where those weapons fail them. So the question is, 16 months into the war, uh, how is it possible that all the sanctions from all the advanced Western democracies uh, still allow them to be able to purchase the, um, the particles for those weapons and have the technologies in place? And this is, of course, incredibly hurtful. Kira, thank you very much for joining us. Kira Rudik is a member of the Ukrainian Parliament and leader of the political party Golos. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.